the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Prevent your users from leaving that horrible one-star rating. HelpShift offers the easiest way to collect user feedback, bug reporting, and more without users ever having to leave your app. Plus, you can even get a customizable help center and unlimited FAQs. And the best part, it's all free. Get started today by going to helpshift.com slash appmasters. That once again is helpshift.com slash appmasters. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Coming up, you're going to see the power of custom product pages, not just for Apple search ads, but for your organic keyword rankings as well. Stay tuned. What is up, App Nation? It is your boy, Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters. Com. And in this video, we're going to really break down Apple's new feature called custom product pages, how you can use it to really decrease your cost per installs for a particular keyword and how it ties in to that keyword's organic rankings. Joining me today is Emery Bolchich of MobileAction and SearchAds.com. And we really get into the weeds of how to properly set up custom product pages because I did it all wrong when I first tested it out. And that's probably why I didn't see any improvements, but he firmly believes in using these custom product pages. So he's going to break it down. We're going to get into the weeds. You're going to learn a ton and hopefully start using them to lower your cost per installs. Now let's get to it. All right. I do want to talk about um, custom product pages um, moving forward a little bit. Um, since it's something that you know people are testing out and seeing, and why I'm you know including this on the ASO ASA side of things, you know custom product pages definitely is a paid user channel. But the kind of concepts that we know and the kind of good you know the best practices that we have on the ASO side, especially when it comes to screenshot icon optimizations, is applicable here, right? So what we are going to be able to do through custom product pages, we have 35 different variants that we can run in you know, the particular ad groups that we mentioned um, earlier on. So we're able to create intent-based product pages. This is something that is gigantic and has a great impact. You know, we've, seen the, we've seen the effects there, like from, from one of the previous examples that we were looking at. Custom product page implementation suddenly resulted in a massive uplift in tap-through rates and conversion rates for some of these clients. It's super important uh, to be utilizing these features. And this is something that is very, very useful when you're using, you know, utilizing Apple Search as If you do this right, guaranteed, your conversion rates are gonna be increasing, guaranteed your tap-through rates are gonna be increasing, and understandably your CPAs are gonna be going down. Who doesn't want that, right? So this is, this is something that we have. And one example that I want to, you know, leave you off of here uh, for the CPPs, you know, this is a app that we have in the finance category, and this is the kind of, you know, better results that we were able to see. Almost a 300% uplift in install to impression ratio, 18% increase in conversion rates, 235% increase in tap-through rates, 
and an overall decrease of 26% in terms of CPA. So this is just one example. Of course, these results can vary from you know person to person, but there hasn't been one case where we did this right and it did not improve these results. So simply because, why is the CPA getting affected? Because even if we have a set amount of impressions, the conversion rate is higher, getting more installs with the same traffic is costing us less to get those kind of people, um, the, 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 the particular users, potential users that might be coming in. So this is a result that we've been seeing. This is what we've been seeing so far when it comes to Apple Search as an ASO. Definitely look into um, conversion rates and tap through rates. Those are something that people neglect a lot. And yeah, when you're utilizing Apple Search as you have control over the entirety of the state. I love it. Hey, one thing I want to mention is for those who are not familiar with these, some of these terms, tap through rates, it's just taps over impressions. And we're talking about conversion rates here. It's taps, taps to installs. So we're not talking about install. You know, when people think about conversion, it's not like subscription revenue, all that stuff. So it's taps to installs. It's like the relevancy, right? Like I'm tapping your ad. I'm actually going to download your app. So the higher the conversion rate, the better it is for you. And you don't want to keep paying for taps because that's how you're paying for them. You're paying for the taps. And so you want a really high conversion rate. Hey, Emery, I want to pause a little bit. So when you're talking about custom product pages, is it a simple, let's just say this finance app and let's use the money management as an example. So we have terms around money management. And so we have screenshots that talk more about money management. For example, money management, have that as a first screenshot, budget tracker, expense tracker, all that stuff. Is this simple as just the words? Are you doing anything else in terms of colors and all that stuff? Is it just the words and moving over different screenshots to the first three? And is that what you guys are doing for this finance? It's it's what we're suggesting, of course, when it comes to, you know, driving this kind of intent, right? What we're trying to do, like we said, you know, going over with the money management and the budget tracker and, you know, um, those kind of things. We try to include, we do suggest, you know, have images in there um, that are going to be relevant to this particular term as well. That don't like necessarily go ahead and have the exact same structure and just change the, uh, the wording in those screenshots, but definitely do take the extra step and you will see the rewards of that as well by, you know, customizing, basically thinking of this. Think of your app as a money management and budget tracker only. How would you make your screenshots? How would you make your icon, right? How would you create these um, structures, descriptions? That's the kind of mentality that you should be having. And that's how you should be, you know, moving forward when you're creating these custom product pages, because that's the target that you're trying to achieve, right? So for someone who's searching for that app and seeing your custom product page, that's what you're trying to tell them. I'm great in these. See what I can do. Here are all of the stuff that I'm able to do. Here's all of the nice images. Here are all of the nice words that you were looking for. And they're like, okay, great. I found the exact perfect thing that I was looking for in the app store. And they're happy and you get a user and you get a user for a significantly lower cost, 26%, like we've seen in the finance category. You know, yeah. just going, you know, building up on that example, let's go back to the health and fitness side. If somebody was tracking, you know, looking for, um, Weight loss, right? Calorie tracker, weight loss, you know, cardio exercises, etc. Those are the things that that person is looking for. Not necessarily having a six pack straight away, or maybe building and bulking, right? Um, like some someone who is doing bodybuilding would be doing, and not someone who's doing bodybuilding and in the bulking season would be looking at great cardio exercises, right? So that's how you should be aiming it. Whatever the intent is that you have in that particular group. That's what your app is trying to tell them. You know, the user that comes in, you're basically trying to tell them, okay, this product is great for these, for, according to that intent. So that's what you should be doing. So essentially, 
create brand new screenshots, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like a brand new presence specifically for yeah. this. Uh, it will be the best, okay. best practice. One thing I want to talk about with the custom product pages is what's the best way to set up these custom product pages. So for those who aren't familiar, it's, it's, you can create a custom product page. You can actually link it up to Apple search ads. We had one client where we're running the normal campaigns with the, the basic default images. And then I paused that campaign, created a custom product page campaign. Now, if I remember correctly, the custom product pages have to be in a particular ad group. And so I ended up pausing it creating another campaign and then creating the three different ad groups for the different sort of categories. And so just moving images around and highlighting some of the different features that were specific to the keywords, I actually didn't see a huge improvement. And maybe it's just because I set up the campaigns wrong, but how do you guys go about using custom product pages if you already have an existing campaign that's running? Right, cool. That's a great question. So one of the things that I really do want to talk about here is what you did mention, pausing and restarting campaigns. This is going to be like a little bit of a pro tip. When you do that on Apple side, they don't really treat you well when you do that. So it's not um, like a, okay, well, let's continue where we left off kind of improvement and like performance when you see that kind of pause and start. What we do, um, especially with our clients, right now what we're doing when we're setting up these campaigns, we do it from scratch. We do it maybe in three months in the future, six months in the future, we're going to be <clears throat> basically doing a um, custom product page for this particular ad group. And we create our ad groups under the specific campaigns that we have. Let's say in this case, like the generic campaign, we create certain groups according to intent, and then we set it up according to that. But like, you know, from the question and from your point of view, what do we do with an existing campaign, right? I would already assume when you're doing Apple searches, I would already assume that you're grouping certain groups of words according to, you know, a certain metric or it's like a specification, right? It could be that you have a health and fitness app, you have a group of words that you're targeting for weight loss, there is a group of, you know, words that you're targeting for muscle gain, etc. and stuff like that. So through that, through those ad groups that we have, what we will be doing is, you know, implementing that according to the intent that we see for the majority of the keywords there. And that's how we will be implementing those particular um, images in, in uh, those particular ad groups to see the kind of improvement there. Because unless we match up the keyword, the search intent with the creators itself, it's not going to be working really well, understandably. So yeah. Got it. Stupid mistake. Don't start and pause. We actually did that for the client. The, the thing that we generally do, maybe this is the bad approach, Emery, so I want to clear this up too, is I've always just put bucketed all our exact match campaign keywords into one ad group. I've never broken it out. So that's how I've been doing it. And that's why I felt like I needed to pause. They weren't in specific ad groups. They were just all bucketed into the exact match campaign and exact match ad group. And so that's how I've been doing it. Are you saying that's not the right way to do it then? Not necessarily. I not would definitely go with a very simple structure. Go with branded terms, generic terms, competitor terms, and have a discovery campaign. When you're creating those campaigns, do it with those for granular approach. Because if you mix and match all of those terms together, like, for example, you're going to have a campaign that have all of the exact matches in, and then you're going to see, oh, great, my CPA is like a dollar only. But you're going to notice that 75% of the spend that's coming in through that campaign is going to be for your branded term. And if that's the case, then understandably, you're seeing well, we do have branded, we cool. do have branded up somewhere right. else. But I'm saying, like, in terms of when you were back to your weight loss, it wasn't like weight loss, it was weight loss, muscle gain, all in one ad group versus, right. yeah, we do say branded should be in its own campaign. So just want yeah, to clear that definitely. up. Definitely. Okay, great, great. I was, I was scared of it at that point. <laughs> but yeah, that's a rookie right. mistake, man. It won't be. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. So, so for for the generic side, definitely, you know, I do understand Apple said that, but you know, even when you do this according to intent, like keep it in this mind. When you have a certain product out there, a certain app out there, you want to be targeting certain people according to what they want to be finding in the app as well, right? That's their intent. That's what they want to do. So when you have that kind of granular approach to, you know, your user base and your potential user base, then you're able to track what is performing well, what is not performing well when it comes to, you know, um, the features that you have within the app as well. Like I said, going on with the health and fitness example here, maybe weight loss is, you know, significantly better performing. Why? Maybe your health, you know, um, fitness side and weight loss kind of section of your app is significantly stronger than the competition. Muscle gain is not performing that very well. Maybe because it's within the app that there is the issue. The muscle gain side is not working that very well and it's not generating that much revenue. So when you have your own app and when you have, you know, you're looking at in this kind of view, you kind of group the kind of people that are coming in as much as possible to have a better idea and a better sense of, you know, who's going to be coming where, what kind of cost is coming from, you know, for my side, what kind of cost am I facing for these kind of particular groups? And it's like, is it a good idea to focus on this or not? You have a suggestion on what's the best way. So let's say I'm like, oh shoot, I just learned this from memory. I have to change my campaign structure now. Do I take the existing campaign that I have with all the exact, so these are like competitors and generic terms, and then pause that campaign? Do I pause that ad group, create those different ad groups? What would you suggest? What I would definitely do, rather than doing it all at once, um, just to prevent that kind of, you know, sudden change, what I would be doing is if you have, you know, multiple different ad groups with, you know, multiple different keywords under those ad groups, I would definitely be pausing the ad group, pulling those keywords in, putting it into one section, running that for a while. So it starts to, you know, catch up to where it left off, you know, notify the kind of changes that I had from before, then continue on doing it according to that. And, you know, basically creating that structure one by one. If I do it the other way, suddenly you might be faced with really unrealistic and, you know, something that you're not very used to metrics that you're seeing on the platform. You know, conversion rates could be going down. Your CPA levels could be jumping really high up. Your impressions could be going super low, which is going to be affecting everything else as well. Right. So the best kind of approach that I would have there is slowly but surely steadily moving over to that next side. That's why I love doing this because I'm like, oh shoot, I messed up. <laughs> That's what my big thing was. Now I'm like super excited about, for me after this, super excited about custom product pages, especially for like bigger clients where we're running a lot of budget for. I'm like, oh man, now I got to go back and really study how to properly set it up so I don't just pause this campaign. And I got to really, you sold me on these ad groups, man. I thought they were just more difficult to manage. Apple's like, just combine them all to one. It's just way easier to manage. Now I'm kind of like, oh shoot, I probably should separate them into the different ad groups so that we can see, you know, like the money management. Money management versus receipt scanner versus invoicing, have those different keywords into the different ad groups as well. Amory, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn if you want to send me a message. If you want to get more details on that, definitely, you know, find me up and you can add me in there. You can, you know, reach me out um, uh, through my emails. And yeah, basically, if you just go into the website, click on, you know, the little chat box there and write something there, I'm probably going to be seeing it. <laughs> Oh yeah, right here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so just right there and say like, I want to talk to you, Emre, and I will be responding to you like a magician. <laughs> Ria is great as well. So really great team from Mobile Action. Go check them out. It is mobileaction.co. Emre, 
thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very nice to you know, be on the show. So great to be here too. Thanks. Thank you guys for watching and I'll see you on the next video. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.